Hello and welcome back to Miss Macintosh, my darling, the commentary, chapter 54. If you're keeping up with the helicopter saga, found out it was somebody who uh, had a, gave the police a chase, was doing a car chase through a couple neighborhoods and close to where I live. So that's what all the excitement was about. <laughs> um, chapter 54, this is a long one. Um, and like I said, sorry, I know I say this almost every time. We'll see how far I get. and might have to split up into two parts. Um, character list, Joaquin Spitzer, Perone Spitzer, Pat Spitzer, and Vera Cartwheel. Um, Catherine Cartwheel is mentioned, but I don't know. i have to see if she's here enough. But it's, it's Vera talking about Catherine, I think. And Vera's the narrator of the whole story synopsis mr spitzer talks about things that have happened in his life like the time he was accused of being a jewel thief vera comments that her mother Catherine, excuse me has influenced mr spitzer so much that he cannot distinguish reality anymore mr spitzer spends a great deal of time with the downtrodden in life at the end he realizes how insignificant he is when he loses his music one mr spitzer spent oh and that just reminded me because i passed him on the road oh we have our own well i guess you'll read more about it when you get in here the uh, when we get in this the um i have uh, not i the neighborhood has its own silent musician you'll understand when we read more into mr spitzer's and he's on the bridge and we see him some of the time usually has like a f plastic guitar with him and then decorates some trees and stuff on the bridge with uh christmas lights i don't know this guy's stories just very colorfully i don't know anything but that's i saw him today kind of he's always bebopping and uh, so um i saw him today and he reminded me of one of the musicians that mr spitzer would run into um okay sorry mr spitzer spent so much time with Catherine, the opium lady that he knew ah, insects okay come on and try this mr spitzer spent so much time with Catherine, the opium lady that he knew of the vast unconscious like a dream no one had dreamed these things he could understand, perhaps because they did not demand his understanding or even his participation. Since his brother's death, Mr. Spitzer now had many heterogeneous acquaintances he had not previously known, those rattling in his conscience now. Two, Mr. Spitzer woke up every morning sad and looked through things his brother would have known. He claims Perone was nearly illiterate and was constantly making noise and had befriended a man who impersonated all kinds of sounds. 3. Mr. Spitzer calls him the sound effects man, and he was one of Perone's closest friends. Perone was afraid of silence, as he had feared the lonely grave, so this made, so this man made noise wherever Perone went. This interrupted Mr. Spitzer's precious silence. I believe in precious silence. But now he admitted he was envious because the sound effects man made music with no instrument but his voice, could create by his mere imitations the alien music of chaos. What discords there had been wherever this fellow was. And yet there would be only the illusion created by these variable sounds. Mr. Spitzer woke up during the night when Mr. When Mr. Spitzer woke up during the night, when Perone was alive and leading his double life to the sounds of this man's noises, 
Mr. Spitzer had never seen the sound effects man, of course, though his brother had so often seen him, Mr. Spitzer had only heard him. For the sound effects man had disturbed the entire neighborhood with his noise-making. Joaquin was often awoken was often woken up when Perone had been awake. If one were in the next room from him and did not know that he was there, one might think that there was a great storm of creation when there was only this infinite calm, or one might think that there was a great city. 5. The sound effects man kept the neighbors awake all night long. He imitated the sounds of factories so that workers thought that it was time to go to work in the middle of the night, so he had been evicted from his tenement. The sound effects man could imitate all the sounds of a great city's traffic, create the illusion of the city where no city was, a world of sound where there had been this world of silence, could awaken the dead. 6. Perone feared the silence that Mr. Spitzer loved. Perone could not have endured to be alone and single as now old moody Joaquin was. Perhaps, indeed, every man must know two worlds, the small world of noise and sunlight. Mr. Spitzer thought how brief and ephemeral the light was. He thought it might He thought it might, because of his guilty rejection of life, how it might be. He thought it might be because of his guilty rejection of life that he heard all day as many sounds as if the sound effects man were in the next room heard so many echoes that he could not concentrate, and with his silent elegy could not compete with the repetition of this loud chaos dying in his ear. Mr. Spitzer hoped that Perone, wherever he was now, was whistling, <clears throat> or heard what Mr. Spitzer heard in the midst of the silence. Mr. Spitzer heard the whistle of a night train all day long, and all night, conversely, he heard the crowings of the mad roosters, and he would think that, had he been Peter, he would have betrayed Christ every five minutes, every time the rooster crowed in his deaf, dead ears. Poor Joaquin. The denial of Peter refers to the three acts of denial of Jesus by the Apostle Peter, as described in all four Gospels of the New Testament. Mr. Spitzer would get up seven. Mr. Spitzer would get up at dawn and walk around searching everywhere for something. He did not know what. Venetian Doge was elected for life by the city-state's aristocracy, I'm assuming in Venice. He would search his pockets and find things he remembered unless his waterlogged memory failed him, unless he was not himself, unless he was not Joaquin. He would find odds and ends which Perone had left and which, along with various other personal effects, had accumulated throughout the years. Joaquin would look at Perone's passport picture and see himself. He had never had his picture taken. He would see how much Perone had traveled, and he was surprised to see his passport marked and was surprised to see his passport marked to show that he had visited those beautiful countries he never could have visited. Siam was the old name for Thailand. A link to the temples of Bangkok is in the references. Mr. Spitzer was surprised to find every year two tickets to the Grand Steeplechase. The Grand Steeplechase is in Paris, France, and is a race for horses five years old and older. He found the lead nickel in his coin purse, which a blind beggar had given to him. He found subway tokens for the New York subway, even though he had not ridden it in years. He preferred taking taxis. He found an old obs obsolete coin his brother had omitted to give to the ferry boatman when he had crossed the dark and many branching and many flowing sticks, or one of its minor tributaries, or made a longer journey and gone to Hoboken, so that even he, old jealous Joaquin, must smile, thinking how clever, how damnably clever his brother was. For it was he who, though he was dead, had gone to last night's ball game and had whistled like a bird. 
had seen Red Grange kicking the red football, had seen some school children kicking a skull over a playing field, had heard a voice saying, don't kick so hard, children, it's your old father. Red Grange was an American football player for the University of Illinois, the Chicago Bears, and the New York Yankees. The children kicking the skull on a playing field may refer to the Mesoamerican ball game where human sacrifice was practiced. There is speculation that human heads were used as the ball. This is also similar. I just thought of it. Story of Mr. and Mrs. Tidings. I'm pretty sure it's in the later chapter. So there is this sub-story of Mr. and Mrs. Tidings where Mrs. Tidings knows Mr. Tidings is dead. And the children find his his head, his skull, and they play with it. And Mrs. Tidings tells them not to play with it because it's their dad's skull and puts it on the mantelpiece. Uh, so some little story that it's a, a story that's coming up in the later chapters. Eight, Mr. Spitzer realized that he had dreamed all of this. He stumbled as he walked through the streets of what he thought was Boston during the snowstorm. He was even more embarrassed when people recognized him as Joaquin and wondered what had gone wrong and why he had disappeared. Because Perone had been mad as a mad hatter. Joaquin was easily mistaken for a madman by other madmen madmen who craved the sympathy of recognition, the assurance that their illusions were real, and failed to distinguish between the lawless and the law-abiding brothers, as if there were no distinctions whatever to be made between greater and less, evil and good, wrong and right, crooked and straight, hilly and flat, red and black, winning and losing. 9. Mr. Spitzer became increasingly confused by all this and doubted himself. What if it had been his suicidal brother who had been sane, deliberate, and courageous, and who had made the wiser choice, taking the door-marked exit out of this life, and that the madness which persisted in Mr. Spitzer's cavernous brain had always been the hidden residue of his own character, slumbering until there had been this mad ferment, this disturbance caused by his brother's death, which had agitated him almost beyond human belief or capacities. For only with his brother's death had Mr. Spitzer begun to live, and he had been surprised by himself, surprised in so many ways, by those capacities which he had not known were his. Mr. Spitzer had always wanted to make decisions for Perone and control him. That had proved impossible, for Perone had not consulted him. Though Mr. Spitzer had tried to foresee his every move or make another move, then is now purpose and propose an obstacle, protect his brother from the fatal consequences of his decisions. Perone had jumped ahead of him. Again, this reminds me of the Jewish tradition of Satan is the is what God used to put obstacles in front of people in order to make them do the right thing. 10. Mr. Spitzer was cloaked with sanity, yet he now recognized his own ulterior madness. He was drawn to madness. Aurora Borealis and Australis are the northern and southern light seen around the Arctic and Antarctic sky. The North Pole and the South Pole are the northernmost and southernmost points of the Earth. Hurdy-gurdy is a string instrument that produces sound by a hand-crank-turned wheel rubbing against the strings. 11. Mr. Spitzer is the only one who knew these extremes of madness, most people seeming to attribute little or no importance to these hallucinatory differences. Napoleon was a French military and political leader. Murdered Archduke may refer to Archduke Ferdinand of Austria, whose assassination and 
whose assassination was one of the events leading up to World War I. A bishop wearing the mitre and the alb are the pontifical vestments worn by bishops celebrating or presiding over litur litur liturgical functions in the Roman Catholic, Eastern Orthodox, Eastern Catholic, Anglican, and some Lutheran churches. Captain Cook was a British captain in the British Royal Navy, famous for three voyages between 1768 and 1779, the Pacific Ocean, and to Australia. Admiral Perry was a Commodore of the United States Navy, who commanded ships in several wars. The Northern Cross and the Southern Cross, or Charing Cross, Crux, are astronomical clusters of stars in the Northern and Southern Hemispheres. People did not notice the passage of time, the turning of the Earth, or the or People did not notice the passage of time, the turning of the earth, or heard and noticed what Mr. Spitzer did. At the south pole of the moon, there were, there were more mountains than at the north pole of the moon. It is not entirely accurate. The lunar south pole of the moon has more craters that are not reached by sunlight because of the tilt of the moon's axis. Matter has ever a tendency to drift downward is due to friction, gravity, and air resistance, which slows an object down. This would be Newton's law of motion. The Arctic Tern is a bird who has a circumpolar breeding path along the Arctic and subarctic regions of Europe, Asia, and North America. Mr. Spitzer went between himself and his dead brother so that if he had not been alert, he would have been utterly confused, bewildered as many people seemed. Twelve, time expanded and contracted for Mr. Spitzer, who was living in one moment and dead the next, just because he paused to sigh, do, or notice something. A blind man helped him across the street because there was so much traffic. A haberdasher is a business or person who sells small articles for sewing or knitting in British English. 13. Mr. Spitzer noticed that he changed imperceptibly changed. Uh -huh. Mr. Spitzer noticed that he imperceptibly changed another personality taking over his life. This happened at the slightest shock or change. St. Sophia's Dome or Hagia Sophia is a place of worship in Istanbul. The Kremlin Wall or Moscow Kremlin Wall is a defensive wall that surrounds the Moscow Kremlin. Thirteen minarets may refer to the type of tower built around a mosque. There are typically only one to six minarets. Twelve Greek crosses may refer to the Greek cross, which predates the Latin cross. It was used in ancient Babylon for the god Shamash. It has an esoteric meaning for the four directions, the four evangelists, the twelve apostles, the twelve zodiac signs, and the basic element of many alchemical symbols. 14. When Mr. Spitzer stopped to use a public payphone to call a dead lady, he had gotten a wrong number or business, or was told she was traveling or had gotten himself, even though he disconnected his phone after his brother's death. A public payphone, I had to put that in because we don't have those anymore, is a coin-operated telephone located in high-traffic areas. They were maintained and operated from 1889 to 1999, where most were discontinued because of the advent of cell phones. I know, I went to Korea, uh, I lived in Korea for a couple of years, and when I left the States, there were payphones. When I came back from the States, there were not payphones. <laughs> it was around that time. I mean, yeah, it was weird. Golden Horn is a major urban waterway in Istanbul, Turkey. He would have dropped dead if he had answered. If Mr. Spitzer had said to Mr. Spitzer, Mr. Spitzer speaking, Mr. Spitzer would have passed into the eternal silence. He thought of suing the Boston Telephone Company, he thought of suing the Boston Telephone Company.
This may refer to the New England Telephone and Telegraph Company formed in 1878. He thought of others who had tried to phone dead ladies and dead lovers whose anguish did not cease. Fifteen, these fluctuations in forms for Mr. Spitzer happened quickly and briefly. Sometimes he didn't realize they'd happened all, until they had passed, and he couldn't count how many times they'd occurred. Their significance was better seen in retrospect. He no longer had clear signs as to whether he was himself or his dead brother. There were demented reflections. Sometimes he wasn't sure who he was until a stranger approached him asking for Perone. Mr. Spitzer gives several examples and tells a story of how a man had caught his wife sleeping with his identical brother. There have been clues that Joaquim and Perone Spitzer are not who they seem to be. Sixteen derelicts thought Mr. Spitzer was one of them, and some, of course, would always persist in the assumption that he was dead, that he had already passed beyond and was a part of the universal ambiguity. He thought all these people, though mortal, immortal madmen, or though immortal, were mortal madmen, for they lived in two worlds, even like himself, and Mr. Spitzer thus was drawn toward them. His profession forced him to sympathize with those he could not sympathize with, so he was always polite. He loved those he could not love, and his hatred, too, was so near his eternal love, and thus he was always extremely tactful, questioning, cross-questioning, evading questions, for he knew how his fleeting emotions might suddenly shift, leaving him bereft, and he was always loyal to the ideal image of himself, though he knew himself only as he saw his great amphibious shadow. This arm, this idea of, you're forced to sympathize with people that you don't really sympathize with and so you have to be polite and that whole facade I don't know that struck me as yes something people have to do he passed by the same places twice or else the place had moved everything he passed was covered in cobwebs or dust he describes all the shops he passes by he always carries his passport he saw the Flatiron building in Boston Flatiron building is a triangular landmark in New York City he thought he might be an architect rather than a lawyer. On one street he was Perone, on another street he was Joaquim, the unchanging one. Another clue that Mr. Spitzer is not what he seems. 17. Mr. Spitzer thought he was walking where his dead brother walked, but just a minute ahead of him, even though many years had passed. He being continually mistaken for him, doubtless because of their appalling physical similarity, which caused this prejudice in other people's minds. People would ask how he was doing when they remembered seeing him last, comment on how pale he looked, which then made him blush. The recognition would make him giddy. His attention would make him weave when he walked down the street. He thought this made him look like a ghost or an apparition, and if he knew where he was, he did not know when he was. 19. Mr. Spitzer would wander and knock on doors, smiling at everyone and annoying many people by asking for directions at every intersection. He would then go the exact opposite way of what he had been told. There was a reason for this seeming perversity, of course, the fact that everyone else was equally lost. And so how should he trust the other fellow? He irritated. <laughs> this is, uh, that just comes to me like, how can you follow someone, mm, uh, it goes with religion, how can you follow someone who claims that they're right when, uh, when you can say, well, we're all equally lost, so why would I follow him? Anyway, she has this thing that there are no, there are no leaders, there are no messiahs, there is no utopia. He irritated many Irish policemen by asking directions at the intersections. He said he once asked directions of a wooden policeman, a traffic robot. So, there is. This is where I said it before. This is where I found the reference. 
There is one article that mentions a wooden policeman in Marysville, Washington in 1917 that was in the middle of the street with a sign in order to direct the increasing automobile traffic. Every time Mr. Spitzer made an error in an intersection, Mr. Spitzer would mark his notebook with a cross and there were pages and pages of these crosses, probably intelligible only to him. The grasshopper weather vane on the Fennell Hall is a famous landmark in Boston. Peter, oh, Fennell, Fennell? Peter Fennell commissioned Shem Drown to make the grasshopper weather vane. In 1755, an earthquake knocked it down and Drown's son was commissioned to repair it. He put a note in the grasshopper's belly. From time to time, it has been repaired and more historical documents have been placed inside the grasshopper's belly. And in, 17, bleh, in 1974, it was stolen and recovered and a lock was placed on it so it could not be stolen again. Griffin's Wharf was supposed to be the location of the Boston Tea Party and no longer exists. Beacon and Charles Streets are major thoroughfares in Boston, Massachusetts. Beacon turns into a one-way street when it crosses Charles Street. 20. Copps Hill is an elevation in the historic north end of Boston, Massachusetts. Mather may refer to Cotton Mather, who was a New England Puritan clergyman and writer. Mr. Spitzer heard a Newshawk crier say that the president was dead. Newshawk crier may refer to a town crier who were used to make public announcements on the streets. Mr. Spitzer asked which president it was, and the answer was Pre President Wilson. President Wilson did not die in office. He was the 28th president of the United States, a Democrat and leading architect of the League of Nations. His successor, President Harding, did die in office a year before ex-president Wilson died. Mr. Spitzer thought someone was playing a joke on him with this news, for he had survived the president by only a few years, several years at least, having passed since his own demise, there thus remaining the number of years which Mr. Spitzer could not account for. Mr. Spitzer says he knows mathematics, including binomial equations. Binomial equations may refer to the binomial theorem, which describes the algebraic expansion of powers. He wonders as he went along, how could this have happened to him? Old Joaquin would sought for heavenly harmonies and golden raptures and clouded hopes. For with all his yearning for certainty, his had been a greater yearning for uncertainty. Mr. Spitzer talks about the American Revolution. He had met the fellow who carried the lantern for Paul Revere. Two men are believed to have carried the lanterns to the steeple of Old North Church, Robert Newman and Captain John Pulley. Tricornered hat or tricorn was a style of that hat popular in the 18th century. British redcoats were the British infantrymen who fought in the American Revolution. Constitution Wharf may refer to the USS Constitution or Old Ironsides, which is retired at Pier 1 at one end of the Boston's Freedom Trail. This person who Mr. Spitzer saw suddenly turned, swinging his lantern back and forth like a star, and asked, Could Mr. Spitzer give him a tip on the horses which were running yesterday at Suffolk Downs? Suffolk Downs is a former thoroughbred racetrack in East Boston, Massachusetts. Mr. Spitzer was in the past while this man was in the present, and he did not know the answer since his mind was in this perpetual oblivion. This annoyed him because for he could not even shuffle the cards of the past, or remember the sequence of events, the past seeming as ambiguous as the future, and both unknown outside his experience. It was not Joaquim, not then or now. He could not account for his ignorance, and how could he have accounted for his knowledge exceeding that of mortal man? Mr. Spitzer met a man who told him he had caused a great rock slide just by playing his flute, and was this not greater musical success than most men had enjoyed? And was this not greater music than if he had played in a Boston symphony? Mr. Spitzer was jealous, even though the musician was dead, that the rocks had fallen on him. 21. Mr. Spitzer describes a blurred landscape of many cities. The buildings and time periods are all mixed up. The Renaissance is a period in European history marking the transition from the Middle Ages to mod modernity. Modern modernity? 
Louis the 13th? I'm changing that. I can't even say it. Louis the 13th was a king of France from 1610 to 1643. Louis the 14th was king of France from 1643 to 1715. Louis the 15th was the king of France from 1715 to 1774. Duke of Wellington was one of the leading military and political figures of 9th century Britain. Fishback Building may refer to the Fishback Company Building, which was located on McCarty and Delaware Streets in Indianapolis, Indiana. Frank Fishback started his coffee roasting business in the late 1880s and by the 1910s also sold Virginia Sweet brand foods including coffee and pancake flour. The Fishback Company closed during the 1930s. The Steinway Building may refer to the Steinway Tower in Midtown Manhattan, New York City. Distortions seem to cause distortions, perhaps, people, perhaps because one principle had not been correct. Mr. Spitzer knew that he could not trust his perceptions to guide him, for there was no reality, and there was nothingness. 22. Vera thought that Mr. Spitzer's world was so much like my mother's wilderness of opium dreams. Mr. Spitzer could no longer distinguish between what my mother imagined and a great city where he walked through constantly changing streets here in this world where everything which was not was and everything which was was <laughs> here in this world where everything which was not was and everything which was was not he thought he could be mistaken for a census taker but wondered how many imaginary things would be counted 23 mr spitzer felt that there were so many hallucinations that he felt like a hallucination himself he felt he might be an old uncle in Paradiso if this was Paradiso. Paradiso is the third and final part of Dante's Divine Comedy, yet it might be Inferno, for Mr. Spitzer's was an escalator psychology he knew, and he continually went up and down, though the upper world was under and the underworld was upper, and everything was probably reversed. Inferno is the first part of Dante's Divine Comedy. Boylston Street is a major east-west thoroughfare in Boston, Massachusetts. Statue of Aristides is the Aristides the Just is in Boston's Beacon Hill neighborhood in Boston, Massachusetts. Aristides was an Athenian statesman. His nickname was The Just, and he was called the best and most honorable man in Athens. Exchange Street is in Boston, Massachusetts. Mr. Spitzer tried to use celestial navigation and geometry to figure out where he had been. 24. Mr. Spitzer was a man who had many adventures, even though nothing had apparently ever happened. As many strange adventures as the lost years of his life, those he could not account for. Mr. Spitzer was very, very kind. He carried cigarettes to give to the dead, ragged beggars. He kept perfume cigarettes that he smoked in a long ivory holder. He gave out cheap cheroots or brown Cubans. If he gave out expensive cigarettes, that would have been too expensive for his limited income. A perfume cigarette was one of the few luxuries he still allowed himself. He had always smoked a perfume cigarette, reminding him now of his former life. Perone, a chain smoker, had always smoked these, these little brown shroots. Too strong for Mr. Spitzer's taste, which was quite refined. He only smoked one per day, as ordered by his doctor, because of a weak heart. Besides, there were so many of the dead, the dead were not critical, probably did not know the difference. The dies and Faustus may mean dies Faustus, which means lucky day. Cheroot is a filterless cigar with both ends clipped. Brown Cubans may refer to Cuban cigars, which come in a variety of colors from pale brown to black. 
Mr. Spitzer walked past a row of cigar store Indians on one street. When he struck a match on what he thought was a wooden Indian, someone cried out, Indian Massacre! This scared Mr. Spitzer badly. Cigar store Indians or wooden Indians has been used as an advertisement figure for tobacco tobacconists. Too many small de too many small details. Too many small details, which another man might have ignored, he attributed an overwhelming importance, no doubt because of the ignui, the tedium of his present life. Pocahontas was a Native American woman notable for her association with the colonial settlement in Jamestown, Virginia. 25. Mr. Spitzer says a ragged tramp who slept under a railway underpass had tried to sell him shares to the Grand Union Pacific Railway. He knew that the certificates were real, yet decided not to buy them, even when he knew the future was a sure thing, for the future was already the past, would not buy, would not venture a cent, giving no gambler's having no gambler's instinct. And besides, what need had he of money now? Grand Union Pacific Railway may refer to the Union Pacific Railroad, which is a freight-hauling railroad that is the second largest in the United States. He still gave them Civil War silver dollar. The coin may refer to the ceded Liberty dollar minted from 1840 to 1873. Mr. Spitzer realizes he would have been rich if he had taken the offer. Minos was the most famous king in Greek mythology for his ability to turn everything he touched into gold. And passant, Mr. Spitzer had lost innumerable opportunities to make fortunes and passed up innumerable bonanzas, perhaps not because of his obtuseness, obtuseness so much as his indifference. And passant may refer to a special pawn capture that can only occur immediately after a pawn makes a move of two squares from its starting square and provided that it could have been captured by an enemy pawn had it advanced only one square. The opponent captures the just moved pawn in passing through the first square. 26. Ragged Derelicts Miss had offered Mr. Spitzer all kinds of railroads, a parlor car, the Taj Mahal, a lodestar, a sextan, a special mirror, different buildings, bridges, and sports teams. The interurban, interurban is a streetcar-like electric self-propelled <coughs> propelled rail car that runs within or between cities. The Hartford Electric may refer to the now-defunct electrical company that was in Hartford, Connecticut. The Mohawk Owl Train may refer to the New York Central steam locomotive that followed the Mohawk River. Iroquois Flyer may refer to the Canadian SS Iroquois Steamboat Ferry. The Grand Montezuma Railway may refer to the steam engine Montezuma, or a railroad operated on part of the Rio Grande Southern Railroad by the Montezuma Lumber Company. The Tomb of Montezuma may refer to two Aztec emperors in Mexico. Montezuma's treasure is a legendary treasure that can be found in the southwest United States of Mexico. The Andean Special may refer to an earlier train than the current Belmont Andean Explorer that runs between Cusco and Puno, Peru. The Great Siberian may refer to the Trans-Siberian Railway that connects western and eastern Russia. The Oriental Express was a long-distance passenger train service that ran across continental Europe and into western Asia. Mr. Spitzer always reserved the upper and lower beds on a train. He slept in the lower, but he was afraid that if someone slept in the upper bed, it might fall on him. The Taj Mahal is an ivory-white marble mausoleum in Agra, India. The Polo Grounds was the name of three stadiums in Upper Manhattan, New York City. A lodestar is a star that leads or guides, such as the North Star. A sextant is a doubly reflecting navigation in instrument that measures the angular distance between two visible objects. The Customs House was traditionally a building housing offices of government officials. The Fisherman's Wharf may refer to the famous Fisherman's Wharf in San Francisco, California. The Green Dragon Tavern may refer to a public house that was on Union Street in Boston, Massachusetts. 
China Clippers may refer to the first four-engine flying boats built by Pan American Airways. Brooklyn Bridge is a bridge in New York City spanning the East River between Manhattan and Brooklyn. Chrysler Building is an Art Deco skyscraper on the east side of Manhattan. The Brooklyn Dodgers were a major league baseball team from 1884 to 1957. The big leagues are the two highest U.S. baseball leagues. The Boston Red Stockings are now known as the Atlanta Braves. The Baltimore Orioles are an American professional baseball team based in Baltimore. The Robins may refer to the Brooklyn Robins, which is now the Brooklyn Dodgers. The Cincinnati Woodpeckers may refer to a minor league baseball team. St. Louis Browns were a major league baseball team that originated in Milwaukee, Wisconsin as the Milwaukee Brewers. 27. Mr. Spitzer talked to ragged strangers or looked or looked through hobo or looked. Nice. Okay. Mr. Spitzer talked to ragged strangers or looked through hobo jungles for lost heirs. Since it was his business to restore property, not to steal it. He searched for Peron. That one brother he knew he would not find, either among the living or the dead, though he searched through all the avenues of time, all the avenues of space. Mr. Spitzer thought out the rude, crude, bearded men, those who are in flight from the law or society or their former associates or even themselves. 28. Mr. Spitzer did not receive a pecuniary award and sometimes not even a word of gratitude for his services. He thought he had some success in reuniting family members and lost lovers. There were successes where merely incidental... These were successes... These successes... were merely incidental to Mr. Spitzer's greater work, which was to reunite a man with himself. He talks about the people he has reunited. He found a poor derelict's father, even though the man thought he'd been born by per parthenogenesis. Parthenogenesis is a natural form of asexual reproduction in which growth and development of embryos occur without fertilization by sperm. The poor derelict was 80 years old and believed he had died during Napoleon's invasion of Russia. This is called the French Invasion of Russia under Napoleon and is one of the most studied wars with an exceptional number of troop deaths. He wept and died in Mr. Spitzer's arms, though this second death could not have been very real to him as he had already died once. Mr. Spitzer believed, and he believed that probably the ideal method of getting into this world would be to be the parents of ourselves, to be our father and our mother. 29. Mr. Spitzer dealt with younger sons who suffered from primogeniture, where only the firstborn inherited the family's wealth. He dealt with poor fellows, cashiered from the army or the navy or both. Cashiering is a ritual ceremony where the individual is dismissed for some form of misbehavior. He talked to many abandoned derelicts who had lost their great properties. Alas, how often, alas, how many poor broken souls he had seen in the darkness of this life. There were cheated They were cheated by bookkeepers who had changed the books so that Mr. Spitzer couldn't trust the recording angel. He met a woman who had been the greatest Lady Macbeth and had killed Banquo. Lady Macbeth is the leading character in Shakespeare's play Macbeth. Lady Macbeth goads her husband into committing regicide, after which she becomes Queen of Scotland. After Macbeth becomes a murderous tyrant, she is driven to madness by guilt over their crimes and commits suicide off stage. Lord Banquo is a character in Shakespeare's play Macbeth. 
He is at first an ally of Macbeth, and they meet the three witches together. After prophesizing that Macbeth will become king, the witches tell Banquo that he will not be king himself, but that his descendants will be. Later, Macbeth, in his lust for power, sees Banquo's threat and has him murdered by three hired assassins. She had to leave the stage because of a nervous disorder. So this is more back to the woman. And she doesn't have a name. Okay. She wandered from hobo camp to hobo camp pretending to be a man. One night, protecting her honor, defending herself against a man who had believed she was a man, she had killed him, shooting him with a rusted pistol. And she had drifted on, swearing like a drunken sailor, smoking a brown cheroot, perhaps because of that one man she could not kill, that man who was herself. And we're going to stop there. All right, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend. Bye.